Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show weekdays from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM, Fight Nation, Channel 156. It's a Saturday edition of Busted Open. Hi, I'm Jonathan Hood. I was in for Ryan McKittle along with Mark Henry. Mark and I talked about SmackDown emanating from Little Rock, Arkansas, as well as AEW Rampage from Milwaukee. We had our weekly winner. What was the best card for the week in professional wrestling we discussed that also mark responded to booker t's comments booker t was not keen on cm punk's promo on rampage from chicago and mark responds to that as well as hearing from trevor murdoch his career is on the line as he will face the nwa champion nick aldis so we had trevor on to talk about that and more on this edition of busted open well if it's weekly winner see my calendar here it starts with Sunday, right? So I can go Sunday through Saturday for the weekly winner, right? Right? Uh, we'll allow that this time. You, Come you know. on, man. The week, I mean, the week on my calendar, my calendar here, because I'm old school. I can't <laughs> no. figure it out on my phone. My, <laughs> Your see, calendar see, is like everybody my, else. My, <laughs> my Monday through. <laughs> no, wait a minute. Mine start with Sunday. <laughs> the, this church, this, this month's calendar here starts That's with Sunday. That's the church calendar. Right. So can I start with Sunday? All right, we're gonna we're gonna start with Sunday then. Go, okay. ahead, go ahead. All right, because my I can't I can't find my it calendar on my phone. View. But I but I do have it my paper calendar here, and it's hung up also in the kitchen. Got I got a calendar in the kitchen. So anyway, so <laughs> wow, sometimes you gotta start on Sunday because that's what's gonna make it right. <laughs> Yes, he will. Yes, he will. Um, so, so I'm going to go with Sunday. I'm going to go with the best match I've seen all year. You know okay. what I'm going to say. All year? Yeah. The be- the match of the year so far for me. You know okay, where I'm go going. You, you know it's, it's Ilya Dragunov uh, against Volter for the NXT uh, UK Championship. Let me tell you something, man. That's the wrestling I grew up with. The restaurant I grew up with, like every match wasn't like that. But if you had a main event that was hard hitting, it looked like that. The reason why that's my weekly winner, that matchup is because Volter looks like a young Andre. And if you, you've never seen Andre, those those really old films of Andre, then you don't know what I'm talking about. I don't mean like right. Hogan Andre, Hog, uh, Andre against the Ultimate Warrior. That's not what I mean. I mean a young spry Andre where he was still wrestling in Europe before he came to the United States. That's what Volter reminds me of. Giant Ferry. Yes, exactly. And I know that you're a huge Andre fan, so you know what yes. I mean. Those old films, right? I've Volter, seen them all. Volter is just an amazing athlete for his size. And then you get Dragunov, and you see him, right? And you're thinking, this little underdog, this is no way that he's going to be able to win. Dragunov has Johnny Valentine uh, facials. If you've ever seen Johnny Valentine, you go, go to YouTube and just look for Greg Valentine's dad, Johnny Valentine. When you hit Johnny, he was always had this contortion on his face. Like, he was trying to suppress the pain, but yet it was on his face. That's what Dragunov brings. He has the facials, the ability to fire back, and the, the young Russian took out Volter in the best match I saw. And I saw this once before. It was in the UK. No fans were there, but yet it was physical. When you can see the welt marks, when you see two guys beat the hell out of each other, that is special to me. And to put that match up on NXT TakeOver, uh, that was the best match in the card and the best match I saw all year. Why? 
because they didn't use any chairs, they didn't use any tables. Uh, they just used they, their they hands. Beat each other. They beat each other. There was no flying all, all over the ring. It was just an old school battle. That's my weekly winner, without question. Okay, well, now that you gave us your best match of the week, uh, let's do the best show of the week. So now let's not start at the pay-per-views. We're going to start Monday through Friday. Best shows. Which one was the best show? Give us your raw breakdown. Give us your uh, impact, NXT. Well... Well, that would Come be dynamite. AEW, well, dynamite. Well, that, well, that would be us, dynamite. Give us then. Rampage, SmackDown. All right. Well, the weekly winner for me then it would be dynamite because I was there in Milwaukee to see it. That old building, the Mecca. And the reason why is because the crowd was hot. The crowd was hot for, especially when the Lucha Brothers took on the Varsity Blondes. Because um, that did a lot. That did a lot for the Blondes. They lost the match, but still, you're in with the, uh, a crowd favorite in Lucha Brothers. So I love that. And then from there, I think it was a learning. I think it was a, a real step under the learning tree for Red Velvet against uh, Jamie Hayter. Because Red will learn from that match. She'll learn from that yeah. match. If she's yeah. going to go back and watch that, she'll take a look at some things and like, okay, the timing and my ability has to be there a little sharper. I was not, I was not disappointed in Red Velvet. I just looked at it from my standpoint and said, boy, Jamie Hayter's powerful. She went over, but Red will learn from that match. So I, I think AEW Dynamite for me was the best show I saw this week. Dynamite this week, guys. Yes. Um, you know, it was, it was so good. And I don't know if y'all paid attention, but at Orange Cassidy, right before they went to the finish, he did a a, a flying crossbody where he crossbodied Matt Hardy right across the face. Yes. And I hope that Matt Hardy is all right because I saw him later on in the evening and his eye was shut, his nose was broken, uh, his oh. face was swelled up to where I couldn't recognize him if I didn't know what clothes he had on. Mm. So, um, man, like this, this business is not ballet. Um, you know, I always say that like it's a tough, tough sport, but um, they put together a hell of a match. I was so entertained. I laughed my ass off, Jonathan. We we talked about money. We talked about Skrilla. Mm-hmm. And at one point in the match, Matt Hardy, uh, Orange Cassidy picked up a $100 bill and put it in his pocket. And Matt Hardy knocked it down and went in his pocket That's right. and took the money out. That's I right. mean, it was, it was so entertaining, man. Um, and and you, you mentioned Red Velvet. And uh, Jamie Hayter, um, un- unbelievable transformation in her body. Sure. I believe people always are fat shaming and 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 giving people grief about um, them not being in shape. Mm-hmm. How about we give somebody some props for putting a body in in a spot where it looks amazing? And Jamie Hayter, she has gained a lot of muscle. Mm-hmm. She has probably lost about twenty five or thirty pounds. She looks amazing, and Red Velvet. I, I think it was just a case of the wrong weight class. Um, that she that, That's a, a big, powerful woman that she ran into. And she is the she, – her name is Hater, but she is the heater for yeah. Brooke. For, I mean, 
man, when when you have somebody come out and they're supposed to be your muscle, they should be just that. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened. Um, I really enjoyed watching um, Punk's interview. Um, you know, we got to see uh, Darby Allen, uh, Eddie Kingston, uh, John Moxley, like with the wingmen. Uh, like, I mean, it, it was it, it, yeah. it, it was a really good show. I, I mean, I wa- when we had our caller last that was talking about seeing more of the young talent, you saw a lot of the young talent that you'd see on Dark or Elevation that was on Dynamite on Wednesday. And, they, you know, some of these young guys have ways to go, but you only get better when you take on veterans like we saw in that match number five. You talked about Eddie Kingston, Moxley, and Darby Allen. Yeah. And, and, and you, it's hard, man, to um, want all of it at once, but you don't get it all at once. That's just not the way the world works, man. You know, like I got a kid in high school right now that's a sophomore, and he wants to do he wants to do senior things. Mm-hmm. He's a sophomore. You can't even go to prom. What you talking about? Like sometimes you have to wait your turn, and that is what I see with AEW programming right now and the fans. The the athletes, I I don't I never hear any rumblings about wow I want to I want to shine it's my time to shine I never hear that no I hear people come up and ask me how can I be a Hall of Fame caliber wrestler hungry not prideful they want it they ask you good questions Mm -hmm. like what 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 is your idea of how a match should be put together. Because everybody puts them together different. But you had a lot of success. I want to know, what is your format? Like, that's a question that I got this week. Mm-hmm. Man, I, I, I talked for 30 minutes. Right. So it's like you give that time when it's wanted. Let, let stuff take place, guys. Quit rushing it. Quit uh, pronosticating uh, what you want. And just let stuff happen as the time that it's supposed to happen. But anyway, we get back to the weekly winner. Um, Today, I enjoyed, I enjoyed SmackDown mm-hmm. last night. Of course, I enjoyed Rampage. Uh, I got to see my own pretty little mug out there, you know, smiling and laughing and cracking jokes. But for the meat of it was the matches. Like there was. Like, you only got an hour, and you got to get it right in an hour. Mm-hmm. So, the promo, the promo between Christian and Frankie and listening to Kenny and Don Callis, our ass, I, I want to beat him up. All right. You're retired, man. You don't want to beat I know, him up. I know, I know, I know. I'm Come retired, on but... Man, he scratches me in a place. He itches me in a place I can't scratch. Damn it. Today but in what Eastern. I was entertained. I'm going to get this Packers promo out in a minute, but go ahead. Yeah, I was entertained, man, by both shows. And if I had to pick, I guess as much as I loved Rampage, I have to go back to Dynamite, man. Yes, sir. That's Dynamite right. Dynamite stole the week. It's not a secret. And I could have not talked so much. I could have just said that. <laughs> but 
Everybody that listens to the Saturday show knows that on Weekly Winner, I get long-winded. And Jonathan, welcome to the Saturday edition I've with been, Mark Henry. Yes, I understand. And you've been hit in the head a lot. That's also an I, issue. I have been hit in the head an awful lot. You know what happens, Mark? You, you can speak to this better than anybody. You get some acclaim, you get some shine, and then all of a sudden some people either in the same company you work for or other companies are like, hmm, that wasn't so great. Even though the internet popped, even though it was a huge TV rating, great on as far as social media, hmm, that wasn't so great. So our brother Booker T on his podcast and his radio show, The Hall of Fame, he explains why CM Punk's debut at AEW was a little bit of a miss. And he had 10 full television minutes. He had the perfect crowd to be able to go out there and really, I'm talking about have a party uh, up, up, up in that United Center, okay? But Sim Punk came back and took his moment and chose to talk about WWE. That right there was just a total miss as far as I'm concerned. I can only imagine if The Rock had that same 21,000 in Miami, Florida. The Rock would have talked about every landmark in Miami that everybody in Miami frequent since they were little bitty kids. He would have talked about the bridge that they had to come across. He would have talked about the school that we had to come up fighting. He, he, would, have, he would have had those fans with going crazy with excitement. But CM Punk chose to talk about the WWE. And that nine minutes went by so slow when it could have been a party going on in the United Center. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Mark, your your thoughts on Booker T? Well, I mean, he said it best at the end himself. I could be wrong. Which Booker T is wrong. I don't think Booker T actually watched the whole thing. I don't think that he watched it from beginning to end. I, I think somebody told him about it because Booker T knows that if you have them, and 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 this is a wrestling insider thing. I'm a, I'm gonna welcome y'all behind the curtain. When you got them. You sit there and you allow it to happen. You don't have to do nothing. For two consecutive minutes, CM Punk could not breathe out deeply without the crowd intensifying. You talk about a party? I was there in the party. As, as, as was I. You, you could not hear people standing Next to you, screaming at the top of their lungs, Punk is awesome. He's back. You couldn't hear it. It was like a jet engine right in your face. My clothes were vibrating. I've been in the ring with The Undertaker in the main event of WrestleMania. I've been in the ring with The Rock. I've stood ringside, and I've been able to watch Stone Cold stun everybody and every time he stuns somebody, the sound gets louder and louder. I've experienced what it's like 
to wrestle Ric Flair, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, some of the best of the best. I watched the Road Warriors. But when you sit at the curtain and that player, come, that, that talent comes out, that wrestler comes out, with CM Punk's music hit, and then there was eight seconds before he appeared through the tunnel. When he came out, that pop that I thought was unreal went higher. And then for two minutes, and then he stayed down on the ground. He stood up and it went higher again. Mm -hmm. And he got in the ring and they went to break. Not one word spoken. Not one word spoken. Went to break. And the crowd through the entire break. Yep. Screamed and hollered. And then when he grabbed the microphone and he started talking, he talked more about ROH. He referenced the WWE, not saying words, not mentioning nobody in particular. I'm probably wrong. Yes, you're wrong, but love you like a play cousin, but you're wrong. CM Punk, yeah. there was a party. I was there for the party. Mm -hmm. And you know what they have at parties, book? Ice cream. Jonathan, I don't know if you got your ice cream, but I got mine. Sure did. And it was delicious. Mm -hmm. If you're a fan of chocolate-covered ice cream bars, I suggest you get some because... CM Punk's was just as good as any, if not better, than I ever had. And the crowd was going nuts yep. over the party. There was a big party. And I have to disagree. I uh, love your book, but, uh, yeah, you might want to watch it because, like, that, that was, it was crazy, man. It was absolutely yeah. crazy. Keep in mind that we have not heard from Punk in years. His first time he speaks, and by the way, let me just back up and just say this. It was the worst kept secret in the business in, amongst wrestling fans regarding CM Punk and whether or not he's going to get to AEW. On the rumor, the rumor that CM Punk was going to be in Chicago, the place was sold out. That building wasn't available four weeks ago, but it was available for Tony Khan to book just on the rumor that CM Punk was there because there's speculation. Could it be Brock? Could it be Ric Flair? Could it be this person, this person? What if it's not CM Punk? And even though people thought he was going to be there, they, on the rumor, he sold out that building. And AEW sold out that building at the United Center. That's number one. Yeah. Number, number two, I want to make sure this is also very clear to Booker T and whoever else thinks this is a miss. So because he has not spoken on the record since the Colt Cabana podcast and only spoke about wrestling here and there, uh, did a show on Fox on the, with um, Renee uh, a couple of times, but never really spoke on the record about his true feelings since that time. So he needed to be able to lay out everything that was on his mind. 
never mentioned WWE once. But people Not know once. the back. But people know the background. People know the context, right? He felt from that Cabana podcast that he uh, was not treated fairly. You know, doctors, wise, whatever, right? But it was good for him to speak his mind. And also in the same promo book, if you watched, he also not only talked about himself, his past, his present, and his future being Darby Allen up in the Raptors of the United Center. So all that whole promo, he took care of those that were wondering about him, how he feels emotionally now, and what's going to happen at the now arena in Hoffman Estates for All Out. All in one promo. So to the in, idea in, in, that it was one promo. And, yeah, and, and the so the idea that he talked about the WWE the whole time and waste he did not waste his time. Every minute mattered. And when he stepped onto the stage all throughout and before that, in the bathrooms, uh in the on the concourse, in the parking lot, people were chanting his name because they were ready for him. So it wasn't about the WWE, it was about CM Punk where he is mentally now in twenty twenty one. That's what that promo was about. Preach. Preach. And, and you know what? It's like um, I'm a Beanie Siegel fan. Mm-hmm. You know, Beanie Siegel did a song called um, um, God, now it's slipping my brain. I told you I've been hitting the head a lot. You have. Yeah. But he did a song where he referenced his relationship with Jay-Z. Mm-hmm. Jay-Z was like his brother. And he said everything that he needed to say to get that off his chest. And he said, now, this ain't open season on my brother. I just had to take him out back and get a knot out of my chest. And that is what I felt like Punk did. Punk got the knot out of his chest, and he put more of the emphasis on him and where he's going than who he had the problem with. And Book did not see that. Because I don't think he looked at it. I think he just went off what he heard. I'm just saying, I'm just speculating. Because if you looked at it, then you would know. Many years ago in St. Louis, one of the hot territories, promoter Sam Munchnik had so many great matchups, so many great cards, and a lot of them took place either at the Checker Dome or definitely at the Chase Plaza Hotel in St. Louis. Well, here we are again. NWA 73rd anniversary will take place uh, tomorrow on the 29th, 8 p.m. Eastern on Fight TV. Ric Flair is going to be there, but most importantly, the NWA World Heavyweight Championship will be on the line as Nick Aldis, the champion, will take on our guest here on Busted Open, Trevor Murdoch. And Trevor, thanks so much for being with us. Mark Henry, Jonathan Hood, thanks so much for your time. Thank you guys for having me on here. I love coming on the show, especially talking to Mark. I really enjoy it. We always have a good time. We talk about our kids in the break. We talk about wrestling on the air. Um, you've been a great, you've been a great champion, man, for NWA. Um, and I, I love the fact that, and I spoke about this twice now during the show, once before we got off the air and once early in the show that you remind me of Dusty Rhodes as far as, uh, with your talent and you're able to communicate in the ring and elevate the people that you work with. But people judge you for the sum of your parts. They judge you for what you look like rather than what you work like. Do you, do you ever have any issue with that? Or do you feel like, you know, that's just a part of what it is being you? 
Um, I, it used to really bother me, you know, because I'd go out there and just work my ass off and it, it ultimately always came back. Well, he doesn't look like a champion. Um, but to, it, after a while, I just, just like anything else, Mark, I just got tired of it. And I'm like, you know what? Those aren't the people I'm catering to anyway. Like, why am I worried about people who are, who aren't, who are, are just solely judging me on the way I look? Those are the people I, I don't, I don't give a shit about. I want the people that, that look at me and go, you know what? That's my guy. That looks like my friend. That looks like I, I blend into the general public. Actually, I am opposite of what Vinny Mac wants. Vince wants someone that stands out. Yeah. I blend in. You know what I mean? I look like family. I look like your neighbor. I look like a brother. But that's what I think wrestling needs to be. Like we, wrestling has gotten so far to a point where like our, the characters and the people. They're almost unattainable goals or unattainable people. You can't relate to them because they're so far. I don't, I don't know how to put it. Like they're so above. They've made those characters so high up that it's hard to relate to them. I want to yeah. be relatable. I want I want family and friends and people to look at me and go, man, that guy can come to my dinner and come to a barbecue. But he's also I'm also that guy I've seen. And Mark, you you guys have seen them. There's those guys in town or in the city that they, they look like regular, normal, hardworking folks. But that's the one guy nobody in town ever, ever wants to mess with because he will straight Never. whip your ass. Whip your ass. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. So, so what does this mean I, for you? What does this mean for you, Trevor, to be in St. Louis here? The, the National Wrestling Alliance, especially this iteration of it, is about tradition. What does it mean for you to be at the top of the card with everything we know about St. Louis in the wrestling tradition? Um, it gives me chills, man. Like my hands can't, my hands can't stop shaking because this is, this is what I grew up on, especially being a Harley race guy. I have heard thousands of stories about this building. I'm currently sitting in the Corson ballroom at the chase right now. I've walked the hallways from the locker room, knowing guys like Buddy Rogers, Ric Flair, Bob Backlund, Harley race guys like Rick Flair. Just, yeah, I just feel like they're, they're ghosts, their spirits. You, I know it sounds crazy, but it's just, you know, the, the history and the heritage of just the building, let alone this room and the ring sitting right in the middle of it. And the chandeliers, like guys, I can't wait for everybody till they see all this guys. Like it's, I so badly want to turn this camera around and show the world, but I will get so much heat right now. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah, you don't no want heat. heat. <laughs> you don't want heat. Now, you talked about history. Talked about people like Ric Flair and Buddy Rogers, and, and, and the list goes on of unbelievable greats that have walked that corridor. What is it going to be like for you what is the first thing that you want all those fans to see and experience with you going to the ring? Oh, man. I, you thought I, about it? I, I, I honestly haven't because I don't – this is one of the first times, Mark, and, and you know in the career, like we do so much stuff that it's hard to do. It's hard for us to find stuff we haven't done. You know what I mean? Things, experience right, things that right. we haven't done. Um this building walking down that ramp going into the main event for the world title with my career on the line i've never been in that situation um what i'm hoping is when i walk out there and i walk out there in front of the people that they they believe in what i'm there to do they believe in me 
that's what I want to know that I'm their guy that, that I'm, you know what? It's, it's, it would be nice for a good guy to get it every once in a while. That's what I keep hearing. Like it'd be nice for a good guy yeah. to win every once in a while. And I really hope I'm that guy. Um, I've worked 22 years for this. I have, I've been blessed to step into the ring with some of the best in the business. And this t- tomorrow night is my biggest match in my career in the home of the NWA. I'm not guys. I, I, I know this. I don't get chills. I don't get scared. And, and here's Mark. You will understand. This I hope too. you cry. I hope your ass cries. I know you're you... not the crying type. I know you the beer, bust a beer bottle over a guy head type, but I hope your ass walk out there Don't and you the put emotion that overwhelms you and you cry and you go well, in there and you fight you for all of us. Don't you put that on me. Don't you put that on me. It's too late. It's been spoken. I spoke it into existence. And I'll be watching. <laughs> Career. I just want to let you know, I will be watching. This is. I'm excited yes. about this. Thank you, thank you. And it's with with Harley. Um, this is a really big. You know, um, being a Harley race guy, I was his first student. I have, I have followed what he taught me throughout my whole career. Granted, it's sometimes it hasn't done well for me because I've stayed with who I am and what I'm going to do. I've never changed. If you look back at Trevor's 22 year career, I've been the same cat throughout my whole career. I've stuck to my, my guns when it comes to being an old school wrestler, going out there and wrestling and that being um, my entertainment value. Um, I'm, I'm here to do the same thing here in NWA. I, I want to bring wrestling back and I want wrestling to be the entertainment. I want people to be behind wrestling. That, that's who I am. Well, I'm so take place I'm, I'm on Sunday, August 29th, because I know Jonathan Hood's got a lot to say, but 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 he'll be there with you. If you look to your right or your left, Harley's going to be there. I promise you. And I hope the tears come. Go ahead. Hit him, John. Boy, you know, you're going to be a call if it does, Mark. I'm going to call you. And go, you put that juju on me, man. <laughs> Sunday, August 29th, 8 o'clock Eastern on the F- Fight TV and, of course, the Fight TV app. Uh, 73 years of the NWA. It'll all take place at the Chase Plaza Hotel. Career versus title. Trevor Murdoch takes on Nick Aldis for the World's Heavyweight Championship. Tell us the strategy. You've been in the ring before with Nick. What do you? What is the strategy taking on a guy that's been a champion for such a long time in the NWA? I think at this point, I just gotta keep, I've got to jump on him and i got to keep bringing it to him. Um, I, I have done nothing but work on my cardio being a larger guy. Cardio is my biggest, my biggest enemy. So I made sure when I stepped into this match, that cardio is not an issue for me. Um, I'm just going to keep bringing it to him. I'm not going to give him a chance to breathe. I'm not going to give him a chance to think. I'm not to mention, I don't know if these people around here, like I'm bringing another crowd with me. I'm bringing a whole thing with me. I'm going to go out there and just bring it to him. I don't know any other way to put it. Wow. I'm excited, man. I, I know my son Jacob is um, is blown away with what's been going on. And, you know, like I can't wait to tell him that I talked to you today. Uh, he's at football getting iced up and the medical stuff, the rehab. It's and that time. It's that time. Bro, he is he is a wrestling nut like us. And I can't wait for this match, man. 
Thank you. Trevor, good luck to you, my friend. Thank you, boys. Thank you, guys. I love you, boys. Thanks for having me on here. Great to hear from Trevor Murdoch. His career is on the line against Nick Aldis, the NWA champion. That should be a fine, fine matchup taking place on Fight TV on Sunday, the 29th. Can Trevor Murdoch pull it out against one of the great world champions in wrestling in Nick Aldis? We're going to find out on Fight TV. Thanks for listening to Busted Open. And our thanks to Josh Friedman and Ariel Simpson, our producers. Our thanks to Steve Cohen and also Marissa Rivas. For our entire crew, this is Jonathan Hood. Don't forget to catch the Monday edition of Busted Open right here. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation, Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast.